Hey everybody, this is uh, Fig and Lock Coast to Coast. I'm Mr. Fig. And I'm Mr. Lock. Hey everybody, I'm back on the <clears throat> back out here in uh, the West Coast, uh, or actually back in Hawaii. Um, and uh, we're here to talk about Super Bowl 57, right? That's where we're at, I think. Or is it 52? Yes. Yeah, 57. It, right? I, think it's, yeah. I think it's 57, yeah. Yeah, we're at 57, Super Bowl 57, uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and man, that was that was a fun game to watch. Uh, um, you know, I, I always like it when the teams show up to play, and uh, these these two teams were fighting it out. But uh, with that, uh, would you, we'll start with just general commentary on the game, man. What are your thoughts? Um, the team showed up. The defenses did not show up. Combined score, yeah. A combined score seventy. Uh, over 70 plus. I think it was 73, 73 points. Yeah. Yeah, 73 points. I think points it's the combined. highest in history, too. The highest in, in Super Bowl history. Absolutely. And it's, uh, it was going back and forth with it. I remember uh, I just looked up all of a sudden. It was six minutes in the, like, maybe six minutes in the game. It was already 7 7. I was like, well, this is going really fast. You know, um, Eagles gave their best shot. I had the Chiefs win. Uh, Jalen Hurts, they. It, it reminded me, if you know college football, when he played in Alabama, that's it, what it reminded me of. He just did a lot of deep passes. He didn't. They didn't really open the route tree up for him a lot. A lot of quarterback keepers. You know, he has the Super Bowl record for most rushing touchdowns as a quarterback now. Public rushing yards for a quarterback, like he was running hard. And he, he, Dallas Galbert. Yeah, he yeah, he was the Philadelphia offense. Like he was like the, like when we say like when we say like the offense showed up, Hertz showed up, and everyone else there was just kind of there to support him. <laughs> yeah, it had a it had a Michael Vickian feel to it because he's doing all this and teams kind of watching him do it, and it's and it's like y'all have to make a play, y'all have to make plays too. And I'm not putting all of them down because uh, AJ Green, not AJ Green, sorry, AJ Brown, uh, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Galbert, he made like some fantastic catches. But he also made, um, you know, Hurts made some bad throws as well. And it came down to who had the ball last, which that turned into the experience of Andy Reid oh, and sure Holmes because they started grinding the clock out. It just started – they were they got to run the ball at all at first. And now at the second half was a totally different game. They were gashing them. I mean, they weren't doing chunk plays. It wasn't flashy. And the part that hurts the most is – both the two touchdowns the Chiefs took the lead with, took the lead and caught back up, were the same play. They just flipped yes. the play. We were talking about the that same team. exact play. Same play, two different sides of the field. And that's gonna hurt when they go. When later on, when they, when the coaches, I don't think the players are going to the film because the, the season's over. I'm not gonna go to the film room tomorrow. I'm, I'm gonna spend with how my family. But um, the coaches, they're definitely gonna be sitting down. The defensive coaches will be looking at this like, man. They got us twice on the same exact play, flipped literally for two wide, wide open touchdowns. And that just hurts because it should have happened like that in the Super Bowl, and it did. And, you know, that's what, that's what happened there. How you feeling, yeah. Eric? So I guess let's start, let's start by, let's break it, let's break it down. We'll, we'll start by, by teams. Let's start with Philadelphia since we've already been talking about Philly. So I really thought this game was going to go to Philly, and it really started looking that way. I mean, they owned the clock. I mean, they had the ball for eight minutes in the third quarter. I mean, they they basically owned an entire quarter just by themselves. They had the uh, for a long time. 
as you mentioned, especially during that whole first half, they were they owned all the yardage, they owned uh, the momentum. Everything about the game was looking was le- really leaning in the direction of Philadelphia. Uh, I mean, uh, the one uh, you know fumble uh, really uh, hurt them because it allowed you know the uh, the Chiefs to catch back up and kind of keep keep pace with them. Because I, I really feel like if it were in, in absence of that of that uh, fumble, Kansas City might not have been able to recover from this game because they would have been down a touchdown. And oh, by the way, they they lost they they uh, they lost or they didn't lose but lose but they missed that one field goal. So I mean, the momentum of this game really was in Philly's favor. And then, like you said, you know, second half the Chiefs just kind of came back and took it away from them. Um, you know. Uh, as we've talked about already, it really was a, a, a Hertz performance. I mean, he was, he was single-handedly was running that offense. I mean, three of your touchdowns are owed to him. He, like you said, as you mentioned, he had all the running back yardage uh, or rushing yardage this game. Uh, and, but I also want to give it up to the offensive line too, because so much of this game came to the scrum, like fourth down conversions were happening in the scrum, you know, just driving that, you know, pushing that ball over the line uh, same thing with touchdowns. Again, pushing the ball into the end zone, just really raw and gritty football down over over the ball at the line of scrimmage. You know, I mean, uh, you know. So I, I really thought that the that Philadelphia was going to own this game, and it was certainly leaning in that direction. Um, so, uh, but then you know, looking at it from a Kansas City perspective, like you said, you know, that first off, I want to hats off to Mahomes, dude. Like I really thought that he was going to be out the rest of that game, given that he already was going into this game with an ankle injury, and then they hit him hard on the ankle again. So it looked like he was going to not be coming back, but he did come back. And then that second half, man, like this, the minute they get on the field, they're running the ball hard, making big yardage on the run play, get it into the end zone, and then you have that huge punt return. Like I, I mean, I don't think anyone was anticipating that. Like, and he, he ran for a what, a, a forty-five? A no, um, no, the Philly touchdown in the opening of the second quarter that was also big, forty-five yard, forty-five yards right there. But that punt return from like the twenty-five-ish yard line all the way down to the two or three, I mean, really helped Kansas City, Kansas City, get back the momentum and take the, you know, uh, get back on the board and you know, win this game. Uh, for a while there, though, I tell you, given the fact that it was tied for as long as it was, I really thought that that Kansas City missing that field goal so early in the game, I really thought that was going to lose it for them. Um, uh, but, yeah, so the, uh, I have a couple notes here just from big plays. Like the Kansas City field goal miss, as I mentioned, I thought that was going to lose it for them. Uh, I thought that really uh, – I mean, ultimately it didn't, but I really thought it would it would contribute. Um, the 45-yard Philly touchdown in the opening of the second quarter, huge play um, by Hertz. Uh, and then, of course, the Kansas City fumble recovery for the touchdown helped them get back on the board. Um, but also that, that fumble, that's what skews the numbers a little bit because when they fumbled the ball, Kansas City scored and made it 14-14. Yep. But that defense was already on the field for a while. So then all they got the ball again, and then they drove down the field another seven minutes. That defense been on the field all quarter. They were gassed by Oh, absolutely. Time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And another thing, too, I thought was interesting, uh, The later in the game during, I think it was the third or maybe it was the third quarter, the, uh, the overturned fumble call. So there was, you know, uh, Philadelphia fumbles it again. Uh, Kansas City recovers it, runs for a touchdown. And I thought it was interesting how they ruled that 
they ruled that he didn't have possession of the ball. But then, like, two plays later, the one Philadelphia receiver, I can't remember his name right now, catches it on his helmet, you know, barely, and, and they call that a catch. And I was like, how is that more of a catch than what the other guy had, you know, uh, had made? And they, didn't, and, they, and they overturned that call. It, that whole situation was weird to me. Um, and, and then uh, I don't know what your thought. I don't know if, what your thoughts are on that. I, I saw that as he definitely caught it, had control, and fumbled. And I would say he did not have control of the ball on that later play as he got pushed out of bounds. But uh... Well, in the first play, that is definitely an incomplete pass because what they reference in the football is that he caught it, two feet on the ground, two hands of the ball, but he didn't make a football move. So he was turning. He, caught I mean, it. he was making a turn. He was turning, but it was it was literally in the turn. Like it was, it, it wasn't fully in there. It, it wasn't. It was longer. It was even longer than a second that that happened. Dude, and he that's had why two they didn't hands in that ball, man, in slow motion. Now dude. the the second play, that's where I, I was talking um, to my father in law about it. I was like, man, I I would like to see how they played this out because when he caught the ball, the guy hit him. So his left hand came off the ball, but his right hand was still on the ball. And the way the referee explained it is that he had left foot down, right foot was still down when he was still trying to maintain possession after he got hit. So he still had two feet down. Because I thought when he did get hit and his hand moved and the ball moved, then he had to reestablish possession. And he did essentially, I guess, a second to do that. And, and like I said, that call go either way. If you're a Chiefs fan, you'd be like, "Dude, that's crap." And you're in your Eagles fan, you're like, "Hell yeah, great call." And the game went down to the Eagles fans will say they got screwed here on a holding call. Oh, that, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it, it. Came down to a holding call. Sure and did. was there a hold there? Yes. Was it enough to call? I don't think so. There was a, there was a, but there was a, saying there's a call. If you're saying there's a hold, then how can you all right. So technically there's technically there's holding on every single play. Well, yes, in a, uh, yes, okay? yes, yes, yes. So know. like, are you talking about holding enough to skew the entire game like that holding? Or is it like his hands look like it was around the waist for a moment? Didn't really knock him off that route that much. You didn't see no, you didn't see any like that. Like Greg Olson was going on and on and on. He was kind of like, I, I can't believe they missed this. Or earlier in the game, in the first quarter, where Mahomes stepped up in the pocket and threw that same two people. Mm-hmm. And you saw there was an actual holding call. And you saw, like, Juju, like, stomping the ground angry. And you see Mahomes angry, and they didn't call it. And Juju was actually, like, you grabbed him enough that he actually spun around. Like, uh, yeah, he I actually remember. spun a little, and they didn't call it. They missed it. So I'm like, man, they just gave it back. The missed call, here it is. They banked it for right now. So it, it's it's tough. It, it's really tough. Tip, my hat, tip the hat to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, that's their uh, second championship with, for Mahomes. He's 2-1 in Super Bowls now. Uh, hopefully, Andy Reid, beat, he beat his old team. He has two Super Bowls now. Andy Reid could right off in the sunset because – that needs to happen. And if he rides off sunset, so he could be a color commentary or do whatever he wants to do in retirement. It's his business. Um, so I give somebody else on the chief staff a chance to try to carry on to say that it's not just Andy Reid dialing up plays and stuff like that and uh, get more uh, variety. The Eagles, they have a tough offseason this year. After the Super Bowl now, they have a lot of free agents. A lot of people, they sign up for a one-year contract going all in, which is smart. It is very smart. The Bucks did that when they won Super Bowl. 
Last year, the Rams did it. You saw the Eagles do it. So that's the formula. Almost MLB. If you're halfway in the season, you see you're about to make that run. You could be really special. You bring a cheap rental person that's really good in and drive that win. And then next season, you just kind of dump them. Chiefs, they're going to dump Tony, the guy who did the the the, the punt return. He's not going to be back next year. He's, he's from the Giants. He was their Giants first-round draft pick. He's going to be cost a lot of money probably by – well, they probably keep him next season, but next season after. We'll see what it turns like for him. Uh, Chiefs got a couple decisions to make with their roster as well. But, you know, Bravo to both teams. They had very similar stats throughout the entire season. They brought that up during oh, the yeah. game. So um, it's we had an exciting Super Bowl. You know I mean? It, it was. It's, I, we, we will take this one other than the Rams and Patriots when we had the other year, oh. like a couple years back when it was just like – it wasn't even defense. It was just bad football. This was like, all right, this was not that great a defense happening. The both defenses, which they both have great defensive lines, they were getting whipped all game because offensive lines were just whipping them. And it, the Chiefs just made a couple more plays than the Eagles did. And it's going to see. Uh, it's gonna be exciting. It's going to be very exciting with 2024, 23-24 NFL season going to look like after the Super Bowl. Well, you know, it's funny you you, you mentioned Andy Reid real quick, and I don't want to I don't want to overlook that. You know, I think I'm not sure how you felt about it, but s- seeing them make the decisions that they did at the end there, you know, really kind of putting the onus of this game on the field goal kicker by trying to get that clock down as low as they could to ensure that the Eagles didn't have any opportunity to score. Uh, at, you know, um, it was interesting because being in the room and you know you know around and we were at a Super Bowl party that my friends were holding down the street. And just being in the room, it was really weird because you know, watching watching a player actually give up a touchdown. First off, that was just bonkers to me. Seeing him slide and ensure that he kept that clock, he stopped the clock, giving them time to you know to kneel, and then just getting that clock down to as close as they can get it to ensure that there was no opportunity. It was one of the situations where I feel like, I mean, thank God it worked. Thank God that they that the field goal or the field goal kicker made those points and won the game because I feel like it. This had if that had this had gone sideways, I think Andy Reid's legacy would have been really really tainted. I, feel I don't like, know. I I would disagree with so? that. No, because it, it you want to do that. You want to hold out because you you just don't know what could happen any play any play. Think about it. All right, so if they run the end zone, he score a touchdown, and when they and when that play happened, and you saw the Eagles all pull up and we're gonna let him just walk in there, and the running back kind of looked around like, wait a minute, what's happening? And he like realizes. His first instinct is to run the ball, then all of a sudden he slowed down. You know, that would have left him with a minute 50. So what happened if they get the ball back with a minute 30 and they drive all the way down and score a touchdown and they go for two and then win the game? That's fair. Like you, you, you gave him a chance to do it. Or even we've seen NFL games go to hell berries and all of a sudden you get a hell Mary, drive to overtime, then you lose in overtime. You know, you just don't know so you and in that game especially the way these offenses were scoring the best offense is to keep the offense off the field and that's let the offense other team offense just drain the clock out and that's what chiefs did and that's a good point especially since we've already you know, we've been talking about how the did def- both defenses didn't really show up so yeah i guess when you look at it from that perspective it makes a lot of sense but i tell you I, I, just being in the room and being like man i hope this works out considering that you know uh, just just watching the performance of their field goal kicker this game, and then also 
I this game the turf really made an issue. I don't know if you caught it. But- I, man, I don't even understand what's up with that because I've watched a lot of Arizona games. I and uh, Tampa Bay played Arizona this year at Arizona, and that field did not was not like that. Players were just falling down. So I don't understand. Arizona has a stadium that has a dome roof that can open and close. And I don't know why the the field was that in such terrible condition. Yeah, well, I, I get it. They usually are sometimes do Super Bowl performances, but again, the, they had a giant stage, so the state, so the p- people were dancing on the stage, not to say on the grass, yeah. like like a couple Super Bowls ago in Tampa or anything like that. So I, I really don't understand. Well, apparently, what was wrong uh, with I don't that. know if it was that, uh, some people were we were looking at the paint might have been a contribution. They were slipping on the paint. Um, which they were it, changing cleats. Yeah, was, changing cleats. It was, it, was, it was really strange, but just it just I tell you, after watching the, between the field condition and the field goal pickers inconsistency, I was like, man, I really hope this works out for him. And it did. I mean, yeah, and you're actually right. I mean, we we want to make sure that Philadelphia doesn't have a chance to an opportunity to come back and score some points. But man, I I still think that that had not worked out the way it, that it did. Um, you know. I'm not. I'm not so sure. Andrew, the 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 Monday morning quarter, the Monday morning, or the or the armchair quarterbacks in the on the field would have felt the same way. But I understand. Yeah, there's trust me. That's uh, fan and fanatic are the same word. And people again is there's uh, right now. There's a Twitter thread of people angry about the officiating at the end of the game. They oh, are no doubt. They are yeah, super yeah. upset. Talk about how it's scripted. That's been the whole joke for the last two weeks now, and people are just upset. So it's it's wild. So it's what it is. Um, halftime show, yes, Rihanna. I yeah, I want to talk about that too. Yeah. So your thoughts? So Rihanna's pregnant. So that's... yeah. So I, so we were talking. So we were talking about that. I was like, wait, I knew she was pregnant. I was like, did she have the baby already, or is she pregnant again? And if she's pregnant again, why in the world would you let her be hanging from a platform 200 feet above the stadium? Like, this doesn't seem like a smart thing. So, this but... is Rihanna's second kid, okay? So, I was I, – that's how out of loop I was because I was like, wait a minute. I knew she had a kid with ASAP, but I thought they had it already. She's like, that's her second. I was like, what? So, uh, I was like, all right, kudos to that. You know, I mean, she looked like she's six months up there, six to seven months up there. Um, she was really high. Like I felt uncomfortable how high she was. Yeah, I was. So uh, that's you know. Uh, I mean, seeing her pregnant on a platform. But by the way, I, I didn't catch it until uh, until the first no, no until toward the end of her performance when she was on the platform toward the end. There, it was swaying. Just with every little movie, yes. was, I was like, dude. It was held up by four. It was held up by four like metal like wires it was just up there the dancers were dancing on it so i'm like uh man it's, it's too much and then another kind of trippy out was that she was doing all the hits and i, I would kind of say um if i had to give a rating at a one through five her performance gets like a three and a half for me um you know she did the hits cool um lots of dancers wearing the white and they were all synchronized it was a lot of dancers a lot of dancers um, I think it was disappointed because Rihanna had a chance to have special guests. Yeah, well, and she had done. I would have liked to have seen. I would have liked to have seen uh, during um, Umbrella, Jay Z come out and do his. Jay Z's, and I was, was telling my wife that he was there. He's there. Like well, you're he's, there. 
why is Jay-Z not performing with her at the at the halftime show? Like there was it was just it was just her and you know and again she's pregnant, so she's not gonna do any crazy dance moves. By the way, can I comment on the fact that at one point she like dug her hand in her butt as like, oh, yeah. a dance move? Did you like did Ash, anyone else oh, catch yeah. that? It looked like yeah, she was itching that. her butt crack. Like was that look, man. Look, that she letting y'all know. She letting know that cake is still here. What's that? The cake. The cake is still here. The cake is still here. That's mama ass. That's what here. that is. That's mama butt. That's, That's that mama butt. That's what it's about. But yeah, like like Jay-Z was in the building. Uh, they did a song. Uh, they work, work, work. Where's Drake? I know yeah. Drake ain't busy. I know he is not busy. Well, how about, he's how he's about, floating. How about Monster with Eminem? Eminem could have shown up again. Eminem could have shown up. There's a lot of people could have. It could have been some guy's special guest. I mean, I get it. Maybe it was the first performance. She's had it forever. So she won't have it by herself. Okay. But... It would have been special if they would have just like out of nowhere at the bottom of the stage. You see like somebody show up out of nowhere. You hear, hear Jay Z that guy rocks in my stones. You're like, oh, you know, it would have been, it would have been like, it would have been cool, you know. And it, it just, it just didn't hit. It, it was just it like was just it did. Okay. It, she did. I mean, she did like you know run this town again. Jay Z could have popped up again. He's in the building somewhere. Blue Ivy's looking at him like, Dad, why? You know what I mean? Why? Why? Yes. Why? Yeah, exactly. It's dad, like, dude, dad, dad, why are you not out there? Why are you out there? You know, mom's performing. Where are you at? You're not that retired. You literally performed at the Grammys last weekend. So don't act like you don't need to. Don't even act like it. You were there. You're, you're still doing it. We know what so it was. don't even. <laughs> they probably they, they probably pitched it to him. And they said and they said, hey, we're gonna put you on a platform 300 feet above the stadium. Oh, he said, fuck oh, that. No, 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 we're not, we're not doing that. Sorry. He said, this dude from Mossy Projects does not does that. Yeah. Uh, that's funny though. I would have loved to. I would have loved to be in the pitch meeting for that. Like where, where Rihanna and her team sit down with the the stadium. Like so, here's my idea. I want four platforms hung from the roof. That that move up and down at various levels, and I'm gonna have dancers, like four or five dancers, on them at the same time. I can just see like the insurance team just like just shitting in their pants. About this whole thing. And they're gonna be about they're gonna be let's see uh, six by ten feet, so you know not a lot of space, and you know they're gonna lay down. They're gonna be able to stand up and lay down and put their feet, keep their feet in the air, do stuff like that, and it's gonna be like mirrored. So it can reflect and shine di- like diamonds in the night. And, and, like, and, yeah. Oh my lord. And and thankfully it's a dome, so there's no wind. So you know it's safe. It's safe. There's no good. wind, right? Yeah. But she did a good job. She did a good job. Uh, I was scared that she was gonna lip sync a little bit, but she uh, she did some singing. Uh, she saw a little bit of singing chops. So I say three out of five. Was it mind blowing? It's something like I'm gonna talk to. We're gonna talk to children. And yeah, no. Was it better last year's? No. Was it better than the year before that? No. You know, I mean, was it year better than the year year before that? Three years back, probably. But is it? You know, it, it, thanks, thanks, Rihanna. You know, yeah. you didn't outdo. You, you didn't do better than Beyonce. Oh no! Well, and I, I don't I think, think you, well, you. I don't think her performance was probably on par with Katy Perry's one. Katy Perry's one was like out there, but it was fun. Wasn't Katy Lady Perry's Gaga like four years ago? I can't. I don't. I, I, my my memory mm. is very short term when it comes to this kind of stuff. I, I just you know for me it's I always compare it to the one before it, right? Um, and uh, to me, I mean, there she had a tough act to follow. I mean, how do how do you follow all the legends of hip hop or or west but you know west coast hip hop? 
in one on one stage doing all their biggest hits, you know, in L.A. By having Drake and Jay Z perform the songs with you, that's how you top it. (laughs) I understand. You top it. Jay Z and Drake pop up, and you're like, "This is amazing!" Like, "Whoa, this is this is everything." You're they're running this town for real, and it's a big great. You know, that's how you follow it up, Rihanna. We were, you know, know, it's. I know all of us in the room were like. But I mean, I don't know. Up. It'd be interesting. I, show up, and then I, I, it'd I be interesting to see if she's gonna go on tour. The the, I mean, the only other the only other, for me, the worst, still the worst, Super Bowl performance to date, or in recent memory, is Coldplay and the fact that they had to bring in Bruno Mars Let's and Beyonce to okay. over to completely save that halftime show. So I mean, that's why I thought I was like, man, they gotta bring in somebody. Someone's gonna make an appearance here. I mean, how do you like you know, especially give the worst happens. Super Bowl. Performance is Will I Am. Oh yeah, the 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 Black Eyed Peas one where they had the Where to Love. They look like robotic, like Care Bears. They had Usher pop up out of nowhere, say Yeah, Yeah, and literally disappear immediately when the song was done. He did not stick around. He like vanished off stage. He showed up for the bottom and left at the bottom, like gone. That's why the worst. Um, and the Rolling Stones one was really bad. Oh, that's right. I remember that now. Too. That was really yeah. bad. That was way back for the old heads out there, right after the the Timberlake Gate. So, yeah, uh, yeah, that's going on with that. Uh, but a nice little segue in uh, with Super Bowl comes commercials and movie trailers. Yes, and we so, had plenty of them. Yeah, we sure did. So, I'll, I guess I'll just start by asking you, what's your what was your favorite commercial of the night? Come on, man. That's that's that's. Come on. It's it's the the Flash movie. That's it. Well, that's it. I'll, hold on. Yes. All right. Favorite commercial. Commercial. Favorite commercial we'll is the commercial that came. Minute. All right. Two. There's two commercials that I liked a lot. Okay. One was the electric truck. Where he's kind of just talking um, about electric trucks and doing a bunch of Netflix series as he's doing it. There was like the zombie one. The Stranger Things one, and you know that that was that was cute. I was like, that's that's, that's kind of funny, you know. And, and I thought that was all right. And then towards the very late one is where you saw the T-Mobile commercial where John Travolta showed up, and like I'm looking at him like, does he ever? My man looks like he's fifty. Like he's gotta be ancient. He's been doing movies in '77. That's true. So. Um... Yeah, but uh, those are my those are my like stuck out. I was like, man, I really like these commercials. So for me, there were two. There were a couple that really stuck out. Um, I think I actually think my favorite one is the Blue Moon commercial, where there it was like it starts off as like this is a Coors commercial, this is a uh, a Miller Lite commercial. Oh yeah, and they're doing the Kung Fu, and then like at the very end, it's like it's, they put the Blue Moon glass on the thing. I thought that was really good. And then another one I really liked too was the um uh there's the diddy commercial where he's doing there he's there pitch he's pitching all the different jingles with the different um artists uh uh who else was who all was in there and, um a variety of artists in the 90s i thought that and hadaway shows up at the very end yeah a lot of pop it up jingle so i thought that was a lot of fun um and then another one i thought was really funny too was the it was another electrical car vehicle for ram trucks where they were talking about uh, premature electric electric 
where they're like making jokes about it sounds like they're making jokes about premature ejaculation but instead it's about like the concerns you have about getting an electric uh, truck i thought was really cute too so yeah there were some really good and funny laugh out loud commercials yeah so i thought the strangest the strangest um ad though for this evening was the remy martin ad where serena oh, yeah. williams comes out and gives like this like a lifting speech to a football team and they got all this sports stuff going on and like you need to stay in the game and all this stuff and and then at the very end, you're at the end. You're waiting for like either maybe it's Nike or Reebok or something. Like it's, it almost seemed like a commercial that would lead into like a like some kind of athletic wear or something. But instead, it was Remy Martin alcohol, and I was like, "What is happening here?" That took, really took me by surprise. Um, and then I'll comment on one more ad real quick because I, I I feel tomorrow the most googled thing on the internet will be, "Did Canada really come up with football?" Because that Steve Kroll commercial where he talks about how the Canadians, thanking all the Canadians for stuff, and he mentions thank you football. Everyone in the room, I think, pulled out their phone at that point and started Googling if Canadians came up with football. So that was a fun commercial, too, for Crown Royal. Uh, Yeah, the David Kroll commercial, the... My father-in-law looked at me and he was like, wait a minute, chocolate? Uh, That's invented by a black man, I believe. So we were kind of like, I was like, that's kind of strange. You know, uh, hockey, the football, just kind of like, wait a minute. And basketball, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, wait, what is Canada and everything? I mean, do the power crown rule. I think anything's possible. A strange commercial for me was the Snoop Dogg commercial. Oh, the Skechers? Yeah. Now you know you're getting old when Snoop yeah. Dogg is pressing, pushing out Skechers. Yeah. Man, I was like, no. Nah, Snoop Dogg, like, slip-on shoes. He's that old. No more no more laces, just slip-ons. And I was like, it's funny. I mean, the funny part with Romo throwing a ball and destroying a child. That's funny. Martha Stewart's is like his vice president in the White House. All right, that's funny stuff. But, man, Snoop does anything for a check, boy. He's He gets <laughs> he sure them checks. <laughs> he gets them checks. And he don't stop. I was like, man, Snoop, you the man. He just he keeps getting them checks, boy. So yeah, there was no, and beyond that, there was no. I didn't think there was any weirder, any weird commercials. It's strange seeing like older actors doing like reprising old roles. Like, oh yeah, um, uh, Alicia Silverstone coming in doing yeah. The that was they, well. It's funny we were talking about that, and, and we saw this lot last season or last Super Bowl too. Is that the demographic of people that are actually watching the Super Bowl? are our age. So it makes sense that they would use ad content that speaks to us and our nostalgia. So, I mean, like stuff like Clueless, again, the Diddy commercial, bringing all these, you know, folks back from the 90s. Um, what other nostalgia items? Oh, you know, we you talked about the T-Mobile commercial with Greece and Ta- John Travolta. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, again, a lot of nostalgia given the fact that they know that all the 40-somethings watching this, the, you know, these commercials are going to get a kick out of them. Yeah, I guess so, but it was like, eh. Ben Stiller it, it's just, reprising Ben his Stiller role doing and, Zoolander, yeah. like, uh, you just gave me a second movie. Well, you gave me a second. Was there a second one? Yeah, there should have been a third. So it's, mm, I don't know. It's what yeah. it is. Um, all right, now that we talk commercials, let's now talk about trailers. Um, so some of these trailers we've already seen before, but I think we want, I think we both are really, we really want to talk about The Flash, since you already brought it up. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, given my comments on this movie uh, and my the fact that I was going to boycott, I was going to boycott it. Seeing, 
seeing Michael Keaton on the uh, in that trailer was like, damn it, I gotta go see this movie now in theaters. I'm not gonna be able to wait. Like, I because even if I hate, even though I hate Ezra Miller, I like Michael Keaton, and I, I gotta put. I, I don't mind supporting him. So, yeah, I admit I'm a bitch. I'm a hypocrite. I will. I'm gonna go see this movie in theaters after that. After that trailer reveal, it's. Uh, I, I I like it. It took my breath away for a second because I was like, bro. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because like I said, we talked about last in last podcast, folks. We we're talking about the idea that I'm shocked by that James Gunn calling this. He was pretty much almost dubbing this a Citizen Kane of like comic book movies. You know, he's like, this is a really awesome movie, and you're like. He doesn't even direct this film. You know what I mean? It's not even part of his universe. He's just like, this is a really awesome movie. And then he even did it on Twitter. He posed on Twitter talking about, this movie is amazing. So you're like, this is, it's got to be good. And then you're watching the trailer. It is literally Flashpoint meets Man of Steel <laughs> meets Batman Returns. Like, wait a minute. It's like this is it's too much. This is too much. Yeah, dude. But it's, I, it's amazing. Yeah, it, I gotta admit, they're doing things in this movie I was not prepared for. Seeing and what's what's weird about all right, is it weird that I'm excited about everything else I saw in the movie in the trailer but the flash? Like like seeing Supergirl No, because I'm right there with you. Right? Like seeing Supergirl nose to nose with 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 Zod, you know, in in a in a Zod? In, in a timeline of Man of Steel, where it's not Henry Cavill, Superman facing off against him, but Supergirl, and then seeing like you know Keaton in the suit and seeing the old you know Batmobile, you know it was like oh man, like there just there were things in that, tra- and that's not even the full trailer. Apparently, there's more of it online. So after after this, I'm gonna drop what I'm doing and go check out the full trailer. Yeah, I, I sent you I sent you the I sent you the whole trailer, which oh, is you like did? Oh, three okay. minutes long. Yeah, so I'll take a look yeah. at it, but. Yeah, I mean, there. It was weird. Like, I, I, I'm watching this. I'm like, man, I want to see this movie, but I'm not. I don't want to see it because of the Flash. I want to see Keaton. I want to see Supergirl. I want to see these all these elements come together. Uh, I, I'm sure it'll be a great story, you know. But man, I, I, it was I, it was funny because my wife's looking at me like, "You still gonna boycott this film?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm not." <laughs> I mean, it's in, in, in like in the trailer. You're seeing like. Uh, Batfleck, like yeah, so, Batfleck's gonna fight. He's gonna fight Zod too. They're seeing, you're showing him. He's like, it's like somehow I don't know how. I, I have no idea what the storyline is gonna look like because it looks like they took Flashpoint, and then he said, "All right, we're gonna skew, we're gonna change a little bit instead of doing, you know, part for part for part. That's fine, but now it looks like he created the world, but now the two worlds are gonna mash together and somehow it's gonna." Go back and all right. In this world, you know the super person's crashed in you know Metropolis, so she's gonna be under the jail. Batman's gonna be there. You know, there's no cyborg. It looks like there's not gonna be a Wonder Woman or Aquaman. Not confirmed yet. At least this is a teaser trailer, I guess. But you're watching it, and there's two flashes, and they like they're going to use their powers combined to try to fix what's going on. But there's the big bad. Beyond, there's a bigger bad that we do not yet know yet, but we know it looks like the the minor bad is Zod and his army, which is the big bad of Man of Steel. 
And Zod is no joke anyway. With the world ending machine, you're like, wait a minute. It's just, it's just seeing all this, like on the big screen, hearing the world machine again, is going to be amazing. And then you got like, you got Keaton Batman, which looks like he's going to be doing some crazy jujitsu fighting, fighting people, which is going to be nuts. (laughs) You know, and then just the charm of everything else. Like I said, I'm not, Ezra Miller character looks based on what's happening like I said, you were talking about recasting him. There's just no way to recast him because the movie's surrounded. He's pretty much him. It's too hard. It, was co- it costs too much to do it. But what they've made is, is, is this kid probably go down as probably one of the best comic book movies of all time. Just based off that trailer. Yeah, I mean, it it looks good, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I, it, it definitely pumped up my excitement for it. Um I think it's interesting. I do think they're they definitely they definitely I, I was, leaned into. I was they definitely have yeah, They definitely leaned into the Man of Steel footage. They definitely leaned into the Batman footage. Um, I, you know, they talk about this as being a big reset. I mean, Man of Steel was the was the kickoff of the Snyderverse, so it would make sense that the event these events would basically rewind us back to those moments, and maybe like maybe those those maybe maybe that via Flashpoint. Things unfold differently that allow them to rewind back to the start of it all. I mean, um, the fact that, you know, obviously the Man of Steel or Henry Cavill's Man of Steel is not in this, and it's Supergirl, already you've changed the trajectory of the DCU just based on that alone. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be, I got to admit, I'm excited to see it. I'm not going to lie. So, uh, and I'm, I mean, and hopefully, I'm hoping that James Gunn's not just being, trying to be a promoter here. I hope he's being genuine in, his, in what he's saying because it does look good. It looks good. Um, other trailers. Looks really good. Um, yeah, other trailers we saw tonight. We saw X10 with, uh, you know, they showed us, you know, Jason Momoa. <laughs> looks like he's the, the big villain, the big bad. Uh, Brie Larson's also in it. Um, I mean, it look, I'm not going to lie. The trailer was good. I, you know, I, I didn't, I kind of lost track of uh, Fast and Furious after Fast 8 just because when they were racing a submarine on the ice, I was kind of like, okay, this is more CGI than practical effects. And uh, so it kind of it kind of lost me at that point. I didn't see Fast Nine, um, uh, and then I didn't see Fast. I, I, so I, I don't know. Maybe I'll go back and reconsider. But it, it looks good. I mean, it looks. Uh, I'll say this: it looks like an entertaining film. Uh, Fast Ten. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but the polar opposite of how I about the film about the Flash movie. <laughs> my my lord, understand something, okay? Fast Nine, the bad the bad guy is John Cena, and he's supposed to be Vin Diesel's brother. Now you having Jason Momoa show up. He's the brother or family member of the guy from Fast and Furious Four or Five. He was the first one when The Rock first showed up. Okay, when they were in South America, and you just it, it, it. There's always a brother. I get it. There's always a brother. There's always a brother. Like we did this. We did this. All right, the guy, Statham, uh, Jason was, the Statham was the brother. Okay, like stop messing with family members. And family members talking about oh, it's over. Like the stakes gotta be high. People have to die in this film for it to really matter. Okay, because for the people just to live and be killed off, and then they just retro them back to life again is like this is not a comic book. Okay, this isn't DC. This is a Fast and Furious series based off originally out the first movie where they stole flash screen TVs off an 18 wheeler using Honda Accords. Well, what's funny is 
the first and movie now is, well the first movie are, is just a retread of Point Break. I mean, so it's actually the if you look, the evolution of these films is. start with Point Break. That's really where it starts, and then and then you get you know the Fast and the Furious, right? And it's evolved into like a, it's basically evolved into its own comic book movie. Uh, series really what it boils down it's, to. It's just really tough. There's this ball going downtown, and it runs through a bus of people, but nobody dies. Uh, there's explosions, and they're getting shot at. You never see them shoot back at anybody ever. <laughs> you know, what I mean, they just we can solve all our crimes using vehicles, and that is it. You know, what I mean, and like there's a lot of death. Th- these explosions. There's that scene at the end of the trailer where two helicopters hook onto his car. And somehow this car is so strong that it is able to make both two helicopters crash into each other. As a man of yourself who has flown helicopters, I'm pretty sure you could debunk this very quick, <laughs> very quickly. You know, I, I, I don't need to. I don't, I don't need to be a helicopter pilot and be able to debunk that. There's a lot in all these movies that can be easily debunked without having to be an expert but, in any of them. Lord, it's just. People keep anyway, we have to accept it because people go out and see these films. The Fast and Furious franchise has made seven billion dollars. That's a lot of money. So for hashtag, yeah, family. it's a lot of money. So there, he, he's just gonna keep making them, and this should be the last movie. Again, should you know his son get his son gets taken? Jason Momoa, the least likely villain. And you know what? He look. I've seen him play villain roles. I've seen him look like a bad guy before. You saw. Remember how he looked on Game of Thrones? He looked like a bad guy. Uh, in this film, he looks very flamboyant. You know, who are you? I mean, he I, looks I just like, don't understand what's happening. Like Jason Momoa. Like, it's basically Jason Momoa just being Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Yeah. Um, it's Vin Diesel versus Aquaman. Yeah. You know, it's like, great. So, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm um, not gonna, you I, saw I'm an not... extended trailer of Indiana Jones. Yeah, I mean, I was already excited about that one. I mean, it was it was cool to see a little bit more, but... It didn't show me. I don't think it showed me anything more than what I was had already seen previously. Um, it was. It, I think it's really interesting to see how they de-aged him in a few of the scenes, which will be interesting to see if those are. I'm, I'm assuming those are all flashbacks. But I mean, I'm 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 ready to see Dial of Destiny. I'm, yeah, they so have I'm to be. I'm excited about that. Um, so the strangest commercial they, that has though, to be like oh, flashbacks for him. Yeah, the, the the strangest commercial or trailer of the night though was that Air film. That they're making about the the story of them trying to get the rights, yes. I guess, to do make Air Jordans. I thought, I honestly, the entire time I'm watching that trailer, I thought it was a commercial for Air Jordans. I I, I was like, this can't be real. Like, no one would make no one would make this movie. This is not. This is not. This can't be right. This is how compelling can a story be about? It's based off a true story. It is, and then at the end, it was like, nope, it's a real trailer. Because know, it was. Just, are you, um, did you know there was a contentious history surrounding Air Jordans? I didn't. Maybe that's why Ben Affleck decided to make this movie. But yeah, I, I, yes. I was surprised. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. If you you have to watch the Last Dance, if you watch Last Dance, whatever um, Jordan he talks about it um, briefly in one episode, kind of like and like maybe for like thirty minutes he talks about um, how Nike kind of approached him and his parents didn't want him to do it at first. And his mom was like, well, we go down there. Let's all go down there together and, like, agree on it. And, you know, the movie's going to, you know, Hollywood it up to make it interesting. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what Hollywood does. I just – I couldn't believe it. To me, when I was just seeing it, I I really honestly thought we were just – I was like, this is just a Nike commercial. That's all all it can be. Nope, it is a full-on movie. I mean, talk about, you know, content or searching for content to make movies about. 
Um, I mean, if the checks are there, why not? Yeah, yeah. Guardians Galaxy 3. Yeah, that's right. That was on there. I missed it. I was in the kitchen getting food when that one came on, so I missed that one. Was it was it a good trailer? I, I mean, I like Man, the trailer. It was all right. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think if there was any other big trailers that, that, that debuted. Uh, Transformers. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. Rise of the Beasts. Uh, Beast. Yep. You know, um, they had a new Autobot. You know, uh, it was like a Porsche. Yeah, Mirage. Whatever. It was like a Porsche, not 11. Yeah, new new lead. You know, they're like, they're like, it's like, it's called like Rise of the Beasts. Yep. So you're seeing like Gorilla and stuff like that. Um, they did a, like a teaser trailer for a Super Mario Bros. movie. Oh, I must have missed that one. Uh, I didn't see they that. They did one. that. That it was like a plumber commercial. Okay. There. Uh, they did a scream. Uh, a scream movie one. They did that. Um, movie trailer. There wow. was a movie trailer for the movie Sixty Five with Adam Driver. Oh yeah, I've seen that one online. I I didn't see the one uh, that they played. The giant here, dinosaurs but... reason the future. Yeah, that seems like an interesting movie. Um. I'll, I'll probably check that out. It's a, it's different. It it sounds like Jurassic Park meets, you know, the last Starfighter. So we'll see how that turns out. But all right, well, I mean, that's about right. Um, yeah. Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. Um, oh, Chris Pine. That that's Chris Pine uh, there with that. Michelle Rodriguez is in it. Yeah. You know, did you see all these trailers? Hold on, wait. Did you actually see all these trailers? Or did you just run a Google search to find out what trailers they played? Well, I did a Google search, but I did see, but I I did see sixty five. I didn't see Dungeon Dragon trailer, but it did show that night. Um, and there was also a Disney one hundred hundred years, whatever. Well, that was, no, doing yeah, that. I saw that. I actually thought it was really nice. Uh, that was a nice little commercial. I thought. You know, I mean, they did play Transformers commercial, and I rolled my eyes really hard when that happened. Um, the Fast and Furious one, I was like, I rolled my eyes even more, but I saw that days prior, so I had like I saw it like earlier this um, this weekend, so it was I had enough time to dissect it, look at it several times, and hate it. Um, you know, the Guardian Galaxy one's interesting because it's just it's the end of this uh, trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that uh, of characters uh, that we did not know at all. And we grew to know them over the years. So it's going to free Chris Pratt up to do something else. All these people will be freed up now. It's just more... Um, I think what it leads for me is more under... Uh, more question marks for Marvel. Like, what is your big... What does your roadmap look like? Because you're going to have to do something to keep to compete. Because if you think that She-Hulk and stuff like that is going to work, then no. And even Daredevil. I like Daredevil on Netflix. Daredevil and Netflix is not enough. Is that fair to say? I don't know. I mean, like, I think so. Um, so, Quantum Mania is a kickoff of Phase Five, and I know a lot of people were disappointed in Phase Four Marvel just because it was kind of all over the place, and it was you know usually these things are pretty well interconnected, and I think given that we saw in Loki the the first glimpse of like you know the of like the what the multiverse was going to mean and what Kang the Kang was going to mean. And I think people went into that excited about Multiverse of Madness, thinking we were going to get more of that story, and we didn't. Uh, I mean, it, you know, it touched on that there is a multiverse out there, and, you know, we got to see various multiverses, and we got to see the Illuminati, but it didn't... I, I, phase 4 seemed a little more nebulous, I think, than I think most people would have, would have liked. I mean, we we still got some good some good material out of it. You know, I mean, I like 
Um, I liked Shang uh, Shang Chi. Um, I thought that movie was really good. I liked um, the Spider Man No Way Home. Um, I you know Black Black Panther. You know Wakanda Forever. I enjoyed that film. Um, you know and 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 you know the shows. I, I personally liked all like all the shows I saw. Some were better than others, uh, but I wasn't disappointed in in what I saw. Uh, but I will I will say that Phase Four was a little. A little all over the map a little bit so um i'm excited to see i'm, I'm gonna see quantum mania on friday so i'm excited to see what they do there with bringing kang in and how they're gonna kick off really kick off this crisis that's gonna eventually lead us to um the kang dynasty and see and um and secret wars so uh curious to see how this all becomes hopefully it becomes a little more clear on um on what what we should expect from marvel going forward um but yeah, I'm not. I mean, I, I'm not going to give up on Marvel yet. Um, I have faith in Kevin Feige on keeping us on track. Um, yeah, you know, I, uh, I mean, Daredevil on Disney Plus, you know, is something to look forward to. We got Loki season two. That's something to look forward to. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Marvel's got going to have my money no matter what. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. Well, hey, man, I don't want to keep you. I know it's late on your side of the world, uh, whereas for me, it's only 6.30. So. Ain't no thing here. Um, <laughs> ain't no thing, really. The I know uh, Marvel, I'm not saying Marvel is going to fail or they're failing, but I, I I would say DC is dropping bombs. They're, like we've, we've been saying, like, DC, y'all need to get it together. Y'all been sucking for a while. And it looks like the early, the early signs that things might be getting right and so we're gonna we're gonna see how that plays out as they do their timeline i think with um uh, with them like you said kang dynasty um you know ant-man i don't know i've never been a huge ant-man fan uh paul rudd is like leading actor just never really screams for me but ever ever has beyond marvel like you know this is 40 and all this i've never really like that i mean I, I watched them but it's just like man yeah paul red's amazing it's like nah he, he's a great second banana you know owen wilson stuff second banana type of guy you know so it, it, it's gonna be interesting how they play out and i'm pretty sure they'll they'll figure it out disney has the money to make things make moves if they really really want to move heaven and earth to make these films great so uh, I'm pretty sure they will. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, I need to watch. Uh, was it Last of Us episode five? I haven't oh, seen it. It came dude. out last Friday. Yeah, I watched and it Friday. I haven't night. seen it yet. Yeah, I've been was, busy. Yeah, Last of Us was uh, episode five is uh, very good. Uh, it. Um, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but you know, it 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 does it does a nice interpretation with the material source material, but it remains true. Um, to what you see in that part of the game, um, so I we'll, we'll talk about that uh, next opportunity. But yeah, episode five very was uh, was a, was a very pleasing to watch, and, uh, and and again, like I said, I've been playing the game, um, so I'm a little further ahead now ahead now in the game. I'm in the summertime or the spring part of the game, um, and I I, uh, I look forward to seeing how the show um, what the show does with the portion of the game when you're in the winter time where it's way more heavy 
or that part of the game, if you don't remember, is on, a lot on Ellie's shoulders, and she uh, comes up against a group of survivors who are cannibals and who also, you know, they they, they basically want to rape a little girl. What it boils down to. So, uh, given how they've handled the source material so far, um, it's going to be interesting or really interesting to see how that that how that how that plays out. Um, and that's not that far away because you know episode five um, uh, is in the Pittsburgh part of the game, and then episode six, which is right around the corner um, next weekend, uh, that takes place in the uh, fall part of the game where uh, you know uh, Joel meets up with his brother, and um, there's a you know just just as a quick reminder in the game, you know they come up against another group of uh, bandits. Um, that becomes, you know, really life-threatening for the two of them. So, again, so excited. for I love The Last of Us. I can't get enough of it. But. Yeah, it's an amazing show. So, hell yeah. Um, I'm excited for it as well. Cool. You know, I mean, I like to see where it goes. I'm pretty sure they're going to touch on that cannibal. So, we'll see how that plays out. That's going to be a tough one there. But, uh, yeah, it's a good times Because the, the show is it's doing a great job. scripting story. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's already been renewed for like another two it seasons. It's, it's already been, based on how it's going. it's been renewed for season two, and the gouge right now is that they feel the creators uh, feel that it's a two season show, which mm. makes me wonder. So it's, this is only this uh, this season only is like nine episodes. So I wonder, you know, do Ouch. they complete the entirety of the first game in the nine episodes we have? If and then that would lead me to believe that. They intend to do the entirety of the second game in the second season, which the second game is massive, has a massive amount of content. So I'm curious to see either it's going to be a longer season or they're going to cram a lot of material into nine to ten episodes. Um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting how they played out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a. Uh... Valentine's Day on the fourteenth, yeah. Know, so with your loved ones, you know, be sure to tell them you love them. You know, buy some flowers, do that. Um, yeah. Anything, anything you got going on this week beyond Valentine's Day? No, man. It's uh, you know, I was in Newport last week, so back in the office here next this coming week, and just catching back up after being on travel. Um, and then I'm uh, looking forward to the long weekend with President's Day around the corner. Uh, like I mentioned, looking forward to seeing, um, you know, Ant-Man, Quantumania, and then, um, but yeah, other than that, not much else. Um, I already gave uh, uh, Marcy her Valentine's gifts. I got, got her something while I was in Newport, and she seemed very pleased, so that's good. Um, but, yeah, man, that's about it, dude. What about you? That's awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, you know, I I got another long work week ahead here. And, um, yeah, beyond that, you know, I'm um, spending all Valentine's Day with my wife there a little bit and keep grinding on the American dream. <laughs> yeah. I hear you, dude. That's what I'm doing here. But, uh, yeah, we don't want to tie us up anymore. You know, we, uh, it was a, it was a good Super Bowl. Uh, one of the better ones we've had in, in a good while. So, you know, um, ha- again, congratulations, Kansas City Chiefs, for being a champion. For 2022-2023. You know. Without uh, any further ado guys. Um, I'm Mr. Locke. And I'm Mr. Fig. 
Everyone have a blessed week. Thank you.